Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 339 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about your ways. Help us learn more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in John chapter 4. Jesus rests at Jacob's well when he meets the Samaritan woman there. I love reading about the Old Testament landmarks in the New Testament. EnduringWord.com notes many of the things that happened in this very area. It is rich in history. Here are a few highlights that occurred in that region. This is where Abram first came to Canaan. God appeared to Abram and renewed the promise of giving the land to him and his descendants here. Abram built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord here. Jacob also built an altar to the Lord. This is where Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, was raped and the sons of Jacob massacred the city's men in retaliation. This is also where the bones of Joseph were eventually buried when they were carried up from Egypt. Again, this land is rich in history. However, Samaria was a rather dangerous place to be when Jesus was there. We read that the woman asked Jesus why he asked her for a drink because the Jews had nothing to do with the Samaritans. But Jesus was on a mission to offer salvation, specifically through a woman who was a notorious sinner. He was always looking for people who needed him, which shows us his compassion and desire to offer us grace and salvation. There is no one that the Lord doesn't want to save. Jesus brought his light to the darkness thousands of years ago, and his light shines in you and I today. May we look for the lost and help them find Jesus' gift of salvation. In verse 23, Jesus said, A time will come, however, indeed it is already here, when the true, genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, reality. For the Father is seeking people as these, as his worshipers. Jesus called people to worship God way back then, and his will for us hasn't changed. Our greatest calling is to praise God, and we are fulfilled when we do so. May we worship him today and every day. In verse 34, Jesus said, my food, nourishment, is to do the will, the pleasure of him who sent me, and to accomplish and completely finish his work. May we consider his words and be filled to the full as we do God's will and the work he has given us to do. May we lift our labors to the Lord and do everything we do unto him. Let's see what vision John writes about in Revelation chapter 19. This chapter starts with mighty shouts of praise to God. Then all of heaven praises God for his judgment on the world. There is praise for the union of Jesus with his people who are called his bride. This union is compared to the union between a man and a woman who become one with one another. Marriage is the closest union we know that compares to our union with Jesus. We will be bound to him forever and ever. Verse 5 says, Then from the throne there came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you servants of his, you who reverence him, both small and great. This verse references Psalm 115.13, which says, He will bless those who reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord, both small and great. May we praise the Lord forever and ever and be forever blessed. In verse 9 we read, Then the angel said to me, Write this down. Blessed, happy to be envied, are those who are summoned, invited, and called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We can praise God that we will be invited to the marriage supper someday. Verses 11 through 16 describe the power and perfection of Christ. Take your time reading these verses and worship Jesus as you read them. 
He is the King of King and Lord of Lords, as verse 16 and Deuteronomy 10, 17 and Daniel 2, 47 say. We read about the war waged against Christ, but Jesus won the battle. It has always been determined that he wins this battle and every other battle, including our battles. Let's believe in his power today and allow him to strengthen us in every way. Let's see what we can learn in Hosea chapter 5. The Lord speaks against the priests and Israel, particularly the ten tribes to the north known as Ephraim. We know the priests did not lead the people well, and the people were so far entrenched in their sins that when God sent the prophets, they wouldn't listen to them. Verse 4 says, The spirit of harlotry is within them, and they do not know the Lord. They do not recognize, appreciate, give heed to, or cherish the Lord. Sometimes we become so entrenched in sin that we don't recognize God either. May God keep our hearts soft and our eyes fixed on him. We read the people were prideful and self-reliant. When we rely upon our own ability, we do not need to tap into God's ability. This separates us from God. Verse 6 says that God withdrew himself from them. And we saw this in the Gospels when Jesus was asked to leave the town where many demons were sent into the hogs. Jesus left and went to where he was welcomed and did many miracles. When Jesus tried to offer miracles in his hometown, he was unable because the people didn't receive him or in his ability to do miracles. May we lean on the Lord and not rely on ourselves so that we can see the full power of God. The last verse tells us that God will return to them when they seek him and are afflicted and distressed. Sadly, that is often when we find him as well. When we are desperate, we call out to him. Maybe one day we can learn to call out to him, desire him, and seek him when all is going well. In chapter 6, Hosea prays to the Lord on behalf of the people. He prays they will return to God. In verse 3, he prays about the third day when Jesus is raised from the dead. Isaiah and Ezekiel are referenced here. I recommend reading these verses for more context. Hosea's prayers are for what God will do for them. If we only knew what God had in store for us, then maybe we could live with a lighter spirit and more ease knowing that God has a great plan for us. May the Lord grant us the patience to wait on him and not try and get out ahead of his plan. His plan is better than ours. God starts speaking in verse 4. He tells them they waver in their love for him due to their lack of knowledge and understanding of him. If they knew God and his heart, they would have loved him without wavering. In verse 6, we read what Jesus told the people in Matthew 9.13. And 12.7, for I desire and delight in dutiful, steadfast love and goodness, not sacrifice, and the knowledge of acquaintance with God more than burnt offerings. God desires our hearts. He also wants us to draw closer to him as we seek to learn more about him. May we fully surrender to the Lord, learn about him and his love for us, and love him with our whole heart. Let's see what King Solomon shares today about wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8. Solomon writes this proverb as if wisdom is a person who cries out to everyone. She asks us to listen to her, and if we do, she will tell us of princely, royal things, truths, and righteous things. She will speak to those who desire to know and teach those who ask of her. She tells us that wisdom from God is more precious than silver, gold, or any jewels. Verse 17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me early and diligently shall find me. May we seek wisdom because wisdom causes those who love her to inherit true riches. Verses 34 and 35 say, Blessed, 
happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me, wisdom, finds life, and draws forth and obtains favor from the Lord. Jesus told us to seek, and we will find. May we never stop seeking more wisdom from the Lord, and may God grant our request. Verse 35 says, For whoever finds me, wisdom, finds life, and draws forth, and obtains favor from the Lord. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us more about you, your ways, and your wisdom. Father, we pray that you impart more wisdom into our hearts and minds. Help us lean into you and follow you. Help us be obedient to you. Don't let us wander off on our own path, but light the path we are to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.